Hey, we live? Happy Memorial Day. How y'all doing? I hope everybody is well in podcast land. I am you, Winton. Yes, in fact, it is Memorial Day 2019. But what does Memorial Day really mean? What does it mean to you? I'm going to tell you what it means to me. But what does it mean to you? How do you remember? How do you think about your uncle, your grandfather, your father, your brother, who may have died in while doing service for the United States of America, protecting the freedoms of all the people within its borders? Now, I do agree that the military is there to protect us and protect our interest and to also protect some other countries out there that may not be able to protect themselves. Big Brother's always got to put their foot where sometimes it doesn't belong or sometimes uh, it's just silly. See, some of them wars over there in the East have been going on for centuries. They've been fighting over something that might it makes no sense to some. They might be fighting over who said what about somebody's brother or sister. Who knows? All we know is it's been going on for centuries. So the United States of America has to always butt in and push their way in and say, hmm, we don't think that's right. And since we are the boss of the world, we're going to say, oh, no, no, no. You're not going to fight over that. Take Vietnam, for instance. Vietnam, north and south. The United States got their asses involved in 1955, and it went on for 20 years. And in 1975, I remember as a kid watching TV and looking at the news, and every night they would show something about the war. Something happened. The jungle warfare, not in the desert. But the jungle. And from what I've read, jungle warfare is very difficult. It's a hard thing to manage. You have people who have been living there for thousands and thousands of years in the jungle. And you're going to send boys from the United States of America to fight this battle that was really none of our business, man. You can't go fight these people for their freedoms and they're still communist anyway. They're still communists. They didn't free anybody. And what happened was we ended up killing 40,000 of our young men, our soldiers, and countless other civilians. The amazing thing is that there were 2 million Vietnamese people killed. If you count the 220,000 soldiers from South Vietnam that died in this fight... Were they really fighting for freedom? Or were they just fighting for their lives? The United States calls that the second longest war for the United States. The second longest war. What's the first longest? Well, apparently, it's that Afghani war over there in Afghanistan. Apparently, that's been the longest war that the United States of America has ever been involved in. It's been going on since 2001, so 18 years. Now, shall we take a look at history? Shall we delve into the truth? Let's go ahead and do a little research. It won't take much time.
Just relax. So in 1861, the Apache began warring with the whites, and it went on till 1900. 39 years, baby. Geronimo and Cochise were a couple badass dudes. Even once they surrendered, the battle went on for another 14, 15 years, man. But the reality is, the first war in the United States on the grounds of North America was in 1622 when the Indians over there in the east had enough of the colonizers and they had a little skirmish. People died. That was the beginning of it and it went on for the next 300 years. So let's face it. The longest war the United States was in on this ground was like 300 year war, man. Let's be real. Toward the end it wasn't really a war. It was a massacre. And what about those warriors that fought for their freedom? Fought for their right. Fought to live. What about them? Does anybody ever really remember them? Those guys fought for their freedoms. The United States of America is not fighting for our freedoms. Okay? We go and fight for other people's freedoms. Our soldiers die for the freedom of others. Not for us. Yeah, we're free. But are we really fighting for it? It's already here, man. We're supposed to be free. I had an uncle who went to Vietnam. My uncle Sonny. Roy Smith Jr. He went to the war. Got back. Survived the war. And then he died in a fiery car crash. I don't remember a whole lot about him. But I do remember coming home one day from school. And my mother crying and weeping. And I was asking her what's wrong. And she told me. That was the first time I'd ever experienced that, so I didn't really know. I had no reaction, really. I just knew that Mom was sad. And I remember going to the funeral down on Elwa, or it might have been Nia Bay, one or the other. And I remember hearing my grandmother wailing from sadness and pain. At the time, I didn't understand that kind of pain. I didn't understand what it was like to feel that sort of agony and sorrow. Later in life I did, but at that time it didn't mean anything to me. I think that's when my mother started drinking more and more. I think that's when her real sadness began, when her internal war began, when she started to fight with her own demons. I don't know. I'm just spitballing there. Anyway, so all the uh, American Indian wars with the whites started a long time ago. What about Custer? He got his ass whooped by Sitting Bull and Crazy Horse at the Battle of Little Bighorn. Now, do we remember them as veterans of war? Do we remember Crazy Horse and Sitting Bull as veterans of war? Nobody does. Well, I do. I think it's important to remember all the ancestors that died in their wars for freedom against the whites. Call me crazy, but let's not forget that they were the ones fighting for their freedoms. They weren't fighting for their country. They were fighting for life, man. And I and you as indigenous people have to remember that if it wasn't for some of those wars and skirmishes, we might not exist today. We have to give it up. For Geronimo, Cochise, Sittin' Bull, 
Crazy Horse and the other hundreds of other leaders that fought back. They gave them their best. If it weren't for them, the American Indian might not be here. So I say we take a moment and remember them too. Remember them as maybe some of the greatest leaders of this land. And let's not forget the code talkers, man. Let's not forget what they did for the freedoms of the world, maybe? I don't know, that whole World War II thing. You know, we didn't, the United States didn't even really want to get involved in it. Man, they didn't want anything to do with that skirmish until the Japanese decided we're going to go ahead and we're going to blast Pearl Harbor. We're going to go ahead and provoke you. Get you started. Big mistake. Big, big, big mistake. So we end up going to war. The United States, I should say, ends up going to war. And along comes some dude, some general, some dude, some white dude, traveling around the reservations trying to get the Indians to join the military so they can use their language to send codes back and forth. Now, ingenious idea. Of course, it's ingenious. I mean, what else are you going to do? Who are you going to call? In the American Indian languages were stripped away like hundred years before that, maybe a couple hundred years before that, they stripped the language away and said, no, we don't want you speaking your language. No, no, no. We don't want you talking about it. We don't want you celebrating about it. We want you to speak English and that's that. Oh, wait a minute. There's a war going on. I wonder if we can, hmm, I wonder if we can get them engines to use their language to send codes back and forth in the war. I don't know. I'll go ask them. But the fact of the matter is the Cherokee and the Choctaw were using it in World War One. So when World War Two started, they went to the Navajo. Now, the Navajo language is very, very difficult. Very, very hard to learn unless you are raised up in it. It's just like any other language. If you're raised up in it, you know how to speak it. Like English, for example. I was raised up in it, so I speak English pretty well. I understand it very well. But to get me to try to understand the Elwa, the Ethwa, the Nuxclaim, no, I don't get it. And that's because I'm lazy. My grandmother used to get really mad at me because I wouldn't sit down and study and learn. But now who am I going to talk to in the tribal tongue, man. Grandmother's gone. I have a cousin who's pretty fluent in it, but we never really talk. So it's up to the children to learn that language now. We need to bring them up in the language. And I hope that's what they're doing down there on the Elwa. Teach them that language, man. I'm too old to learn that stuff now. I heard that there's teaching it in the schools, in the white schools, teaching it as one of the second languages. It's in the curriculum, man. You get credit for that now. Amazingly enough, after a couple hundred years, they want to learn our language. Wow. So they go around and they recruit the Navajo to go use their language in the war. World War II. And I don't know about you, but for me, I'd be a little bit offended. I'd be a little bit perturbed about being asked 
to use my language for the war. But they stepped up. They did their thing. They did their thing for their people, I believe, for well, put food on the table, man. Go join the military. I can get money. Take care of my family. Because at the time, I believe living on the reservation was a difficult existence. I mean, that's why my grandmother moved off the reservation to go into the city and work. She worked in the shipyards. She was a welder, man. That's what she did. So moving off the reservation and getting away from commodities. You know what I'm talking about. The commodity cheeses. The commodity noodles and canned fish. What have you. The beans. The rice. All that good stuff. Yeah. So... If I was living in that situation back in the early 1940s, and they come along and they said, Hey man, you want to come and, uh, you know, use your language to save the world? Hell yeah, I'd have done it. I'd have done it in a heartbeat. But what if you had a Navajo, a couple Navajos that were speaking code and decided to, let's mess things up a little bit. Let's go ahead and divulge some information. How would have that went over? Not so good. Pretty sure. I mean, I think it would have been really easy for those guys to screw things up, man, and make it something different. They don't get enough credit for their contributions in World War One and Two. Yeah. Let's think of those guys, too, man. Let's think about the code talkers who made their sacrifices by leaving their families behind risked their lives for the United States of America and played a huge part in those wars, man. Let's remember them. There's only a few of them left. If there's anybody that's in your family that were code talkers, today's a day to remember them. Today's a day to say, hey, thank you for your service. Thank you for what you did for us. So yeah, today's Memorial Day. This national holiday has been around since 1868. So let's try and remember our ancestors, our indigenous ancestors, who died fighting for their freedoms and had the courage to stand up for what was right. Once again, take a look at Little Bighorn. See that battle right there? was all brought on because they discovered gold on Indian land. So, what happens then? We all know what happens then. The United States government says, Oh, we found gold. You guys need to scurry along now. Need to take off. And Custer said, Okay, I'll go in there. I'll take care of them. I'll take care of business. He didn't realize that Sitting Bull and Crazy Horse put together a pretty good-sized army themselves. They put together like 3,000 warriors. And what the warriors did, they went down and they massacred Custer and 200 of his men. Within an hour or two, Custer was dead, and that was his last stand. All for gold. Because he discovered gold on reservation. And the United States government says, well, we'll go ahead and buy that from you. We'll just buy that land. What do you say? The Indian says, no. This is Black Hills, man. This is sacred grounds. This is sacred to us. You can't have it. 
that's why that all went down, man. And after it went down, the government was pissed. The government was like, how dare you? That was Custer. That was General Custer. How dare you do that to him? I'm not taken away from the military. I'm not taken away from people who fought for what they believed in. Custer fought for what he was supposed to fight for. That was his job. There was a lot of hatred for the American Indians back then. There was a lot of hatred for the whites. Let's just try to remember our our people. Try to remember what we're really trying to fight for. What are we really fighting for? We're fighting for our kids, our grandkids, for their rights, for their freedoms in this country alone. Anyway, I hope you all have a great Memorial Day. The job is going so-so. I don't know what it is, man. I do not know what it is. But it seems like whenever they hire another superintendent, wherever I'm at, they always come in and they try to be some kind of superhero, some kind of golden boy. Well, it's happening again. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I just need to work for myself. All I know is I got another four years being a superintendent and I might just do something else, man. I just might do something else. But for now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to shut this thing down, edit it out, get it up on the uh, Buzzsprout so you can all hear me. Then I'm going to barbecue. Then I'm going to throw on some chicken, some beef patties, some hot dogs. I might even make my world famous potato salad. That's right, people. In my world, my potato salad is famous. Anyway, so the Mariners suck balls still, but the NBA Finals is going to be awesome. I pray that the Toronto Raptors destroy the Golden State Warriors. For some reason, the arrogance of the Warriors drive me crazy. Win with class, man. Win with class. If they were more classy... I would have a little more respect for them. Yeah, they're good. They're awesome. They're great. But they're pretty uncool in my mind. Pretty uncool. Anyway, I'll discuss my job more next week. And I might even discuss a little bit more about me and my history. Like shoplifting Saturdays. This was a family event, man. This is where we all piled into the car and went into the city and did our shoplifting. Now that's a whole story within itself. So I'm not going to delve into that. But it was born out of necessity. It wasn't born out of pleasure. That's just the way it was. Anyway. I hope you all have a great, great Memorial Day. And think about your families. Think about who we might have lost in the wars. Or even anything at all. Just remember our loved ones. Let's remember them. Let's not just make it about veterans. Let's make it about everybody. I am Uinton. Peace.